Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope to help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. This is Nevin Gorky. I'm your host, a.k.a. DFib, a.k.a. Jacked, according to my wife. <laughs> Eat your hearts out. And uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Troy Klinger, a.k.a. Dial Up. A.k.a. Jackie Lakes. A.k.a. Jackie <laughs> Lakes, according to his M. Eat your hearts out once again. So uh, we have a guest today who's a high-impact man, because that's what we do. We bring on our show men to tell their stories who we think are high-impact men. High-impact men who have a really high positive impact on their families, their communities, and just their concentric of people that are in their sphere of influence. And we really love doing this, right, Dial-Up? We do. We love it. Enjoy yeah. it every week. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you. Oh. I, I didn't even answer him yet, but uh, we recorded. Oh, you have you would have heard this. You would have heard this two weeks ago when this drops, I guess, if you listen to the podcast with Photo Finish. He sent me an email saying that, he didn't realize that we were only going to be playing audio, that he would have told his wife that he could eat dinner and do the podcast. So now he feels like he has more to add. Ah. <laughs> so I got to show you the email. So All right. Photo, well, photo wants to talk more. Maybe we'll have to do a photo finish part two someday. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. I, mean, I got to show you the email. I meant to show it to you before we went on the air here today, but I forgot. You had so much more to add. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if how many people, how many of you out there listened to Photo Finish's episode two weeks ago, but uh, it is, if you haven't, it is worth a listen. An 80-year-old guy out there still getting after it, uh, in the gloom, working out, uh, and just a just a ball of fun, right? Yeah. It was great. Did, did you figure out what his wife's religion is yet? I didn't ask him that. I, I didn't <laughs> respond to that yet, but he didn't, he didn't give that out. So if you didn't listen to the podcast, well, that's just one question that still hangs in the air. Yes. The world will never know. <laughs> Maybe someday. We'll see. So anyway, our guest today, uh, Lucas Walker, a.k.a. Uno. Not Dos, not Trace, not Quattro, not Reverse or Flip or whatever the other things are in the deck. We had Dos guests last week. We, we had Uno guests this week. Uh, so this is uh, F3 Uno. Uh, we know Uno here in the Susquehanna Valley region because Uno... Uh, his brother and his family uh, live in Danville, which is where we're located in Pennsylvania. So Uno dropped in. I remember parachuting the first day, morning. I, I pulled up. There he was. It was just him and I at the AO in the beginning. And uh, he was ready to go, man. He had his own shovel flag. He had his rucksack. He had everything ready to go, whatever we threw at him. So he was re- I think that was a Saturday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and that's how we met. And uh, he's been a friend of our regions for sure. Uh, and then he went and planted a shovel flag, starting his own F3 region down in the Laurel Highlands in Pennsylvania. And uh, I'll let him tell his story, but uh, he's been uh, training leaders and, and motivating people and uh, and just all about it for, for many years now. And he just finished the GTE, for those who don't know. It's a Grow Ruck training event, which is a crazy weekend-long overnight ruck, beat you to death, teaching you leadership skills in Hampton Roads, Virginia. I just finished that this past weekend. So uh, you guys, when you listen to this two weeks from now, it'll be two weeks later, three weeks from now, right? Three weeks from, two, two and a half weeks two, from two today. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. So anyway, it'll be a little bit dated by then, but he just finished that. So we're going to hear about that as well. So without further ado, Uno, welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. I know that you're an avid listener. 
And now you're the guest, brother. Welcome. Yeah, long time listener, first time caller, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he's set up in a professional studio there, guys. Yeah, he's got like a backdrop and a professional quality microphone and everything. Yeah, I think he's wearing makeup, makeup too. I'm not sure. <laughs> No, no, that, it's all natural, baby. Is that eyeshadow you have on? <laughs> no, I just got long eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's just an audio podcast, though, so no one's gonna see yeah. it. No one gets to see your dazzling good looks. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, they can they can they can, uh, they can go look me up somewhere and find some photos somewhere, and and I'm sure if they if they search the archives of the uh, Cape Fear region. Uh, they'd even find me in a dress somewhere at a workout or a beat a beat down for, and that's another story altogether. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's glad it's just audio and not not video. I know I opened a can of worms when I said that. Uno, yeah, Nantan, life coach, cross dresser, <laughs> t-shirt maker, <laughs> meme or gif. What is those? What are those things called? He's a he's both a meme and a he's a memer and a gif and, or and a giffy. He's, yeah, Giffy, yeah. Jiffy, whichever Jack of one all you trades, call. master of none. There you go. <laughs> the, the real question I want to know, though, is we're three days post GTE, right? Uh huh. Can yep. you lift your arms yet? Let's see it. Oh yeah. Oh, there. look at that. Uh, yeah. Air, folks. Well done. Yeah. He's recovered. Yeah. Oh, I will tell. You, I will tell you the day after though. They were not going above the shoulder length. <laughs> so <laughs> they were. Uh, they were definitely. They were. I was. I was hurting. Uh, so, and you know what the and, and I know you'll ask in a moment, but uh, with the one kidney thing. Um, it definitely takes a lot longer for the acids and all that stuff to get out of the system. Right. So just drinking a lot of water and trying to move that out, um, had the massage gun, the stretching, but I did take heed and, um, I will say that, so we finished up obviously on Sunday morning, uh, drove back 300 miles back from Virginia, um, got back in late, uh, Sunday night and I posted on Monday morning. So wow. now I felt every bit of that <laughs> on Monday morning, but I showed up cause I was going to be the second man for my guys. And, uh, and definitely I, um, I got the opportunity to work out with them and it was, it was, it was rough, but it was, it was definitely, uh, something I felt good about doing it. I felt better by the end of the, uh, but by the end of the beat down though. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. One way to get rid of soreness is go work out again. Now you don't want to overtrain this one muscle group. You don't want to like do heavy bench pressing three days in a row or something like that. But uh, but yeah, that's incredible that the way that works. All right, and that's one of the reasons he's a high impact man. See, he's showing up because he's an Nantan and he's a leader. He made a commitment, even though he was sore and had um, what most people would consider every excuse in the book to not show up. And there he was. All right, so Uno, tell us. You know, we get you got to. We always got to ask the question uh, about how you got to start with the F three, who eh you, and how did you get the name Uno? Yeah, so uh, 2020 uh, had moved out to Wilmington, North Carolina, from the Greensboro. Uh, High Point area of North Carolina, uh, moved out there in July and um, brand new area, didn't know anybody. Uh, and I was very intentional about uh, things that I wanted to see happen in my life. Um, so, and I, as I, DFib and you guys know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I have a, a firm believer Then I know you guys have said there's, there's no coincidence, only providence. Right. Um, but uh, sometimes you have to go in with a, an intentional mindset of what you want to do and then let God guide the rest. So, um, was down in Wilmington. I uh, was only there for two weeks. The second weekend I was there, I said, I'm, I'm going to go for a run uh, on the beach. And one of the things that I was looking for and that I wanted to get involved with was uh, building uh, my concentrica, right? The, the, the individuals in my circle, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to have families, uh, part of my life that were, uh, that were good role models for my kids and, and all those things. So decided I was going to go for a run on the beach, ran to see the sunrise, came off the beach. And if you've ever been to Wrightsville beach, 
uh, it's an island and then you come across a little bridge um, onto the mainland. And um, as I was crossing back over, I saw this uh, group of men running, about 60 guys running with atlas stones and cinder blocks and kettlebells and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And as they're crossing the breach, I, a beach, uh, the bridge, I, I, uh, I, I looked at him. I said, how do I do that? That's what I want to do because yeah. um, I'm that kind of guy. And so I pulled off the side of the road, saw an older gentleman walk in, asked him, I said, who's that mass of humanity that just went by? And he said, oh, it's a group called F3. So went home, Googled it. Monday morning showed up. Uh, just uh, I say God EH'd me, showed up to the workout um, on Monday morning uh, after that beatdown. Uh, no one knew who I was, right? So it was, uh, you know, no one could really give any backstory to me. So they just said, well, what's something unique about you? And I said, well, I've got one kidney. And Picasso, who was a painter, uh, by profession. Uh, he says, uh, he goes, Uno, and huh. that was it. <laughs> we that was we went no further. Yeah. So, uh, gotcha. so that's how I found F3. That's how I got there. And, uh, that's how I got, uh, how I got Uno. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's, let's, uh, go back a little bit further. So where did, where did you grow up? Yep. I uh, grew up in the town of Berwick, uh, known for Bulldogs in Pennsylvania. Yeah. The Bulldogs. Yes. How did I not um, know that? You knew that. Time. You forgot you're getting old. Did I? I don't. I yes, don't. you do. That. I forgot that I know that. Yes, you. Berwick is right up the road from us, Berk. folks. Berk. Yeah, pronounce it right. It's Berk. 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 <laughs> Go ahead. We, we interrupted you. I'm and sorry. Let's, yeah, just be clear. No, they no, they no, used to okay. be known yeah. for their football. Used to be known. <laughs> you back in the day. Actually, the the four years that I went was back to back to back to back state championships. Yeah, so yeah. now I will say I did not play football. Um, I played virtually every other sport, um, soccer, tennis, uh, bowling. Uh, I was in the band. I, I did it. I did everything. Um, I just was not, uh, not an individual who was cut for football, uh, at that stage of my life. I was lanky, uh, didn't really have a whole lot of body weight on me. Um, I was a late bloomer, which is actually a, a blessing in disguise because how I lost my kidney was, uh, soccer, um, and, uh, it was a soccer injury and, and uh, God was able to allow my body to uh, navigate the second kidney that I have uh, to grow bigger. So it's twice the size of a normal kidney now. So it handles filtering wise um, what it needs to, it just doesn't pump as much. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I uh, grew up in Berwick, did a lot of sports there. Did, was in, uh, I was a Boy Scout, did, did a lot of stuff in the church, um, really engaged, and then went to Edinburgh University up by Erie. Um, and went for graphic design and uh, marketing and ended up with a speech communication major and a minor in that and um, was in a fraternity, vice president of student government, um, did, held a lot of roles with intramural sports and within the student government body. Um, just always been one of those guys who just navigates to seeing a vacuum or seeing an opportunity for um, improving and adding value. And I've just always just navigated to, to doing that myself. So just getting involved. So. Um, yeah. But that kind of took me through um, high school and, and college. Yeah, nice. Did you, did you have any brothers or sisters growing up? Oh, you have a brother, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. Yep, I got my brother, yeah. uh, who's a year and four days younger than me. And then I've got my sister, who's uh, four years, uh, I'm sorry, eight years younger than me. Um, and uh, so uh, Dave and Lisa, and then my mom and my dad. My dad passed away. It'll actually be uh, tomorrow um, uh, of, of uh, four years ago. Um, that he passed away. Um, so it lost him to cancer, but, um, great family life growing up. Um, really supportive. My, one of the things that my dad, um, always did really well, 
um, was he was always engaged in things that we were doing, my brother and I, when we were growing up. So if we were in baseball, he would be an assistant coach. If we were in Cub Scouts, he would be a scout leader. Um, And he would just find ways for him to be plugged in to what we were doing. And it wasn't for him to take on some type of leadership role within that organization. It was just that he could be there and experience those things with us. Um, And he was really intentional about that. Um, He was a great guy. He was the greatest man that I knew, uh, you know, in my lifetime. Um, Just, I always tell people that uh, if you knew my dad, if you got to know me and you know who I am, imagine it's like the, uh, the original copy. You know, I'm the copy that's like two or three underneath of the uh, the carbon copy. It's been crumbled up and stained with coffee stains and maybe even torn a little bit. He was the original and he was he was just an awesome man. So um, but uh, great, uh, great family life growing up, obviously, you know, regular everyday uh, turmoil type stuff that we all go through um, as far as families. But yeah. it was it was a really great experience. Yeah, and that's a nice testimony about your dad. Um, sorry for your loss, brother. I know it's been four years, but you never really get over it completely, but we move oh. on and you carry on the legacy. So, and your brother, tell tell people what your brother does. Yeah. So my brother, uh, besides being a giant pain in the butt, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, my brother is actually, uh, he, he was in the army, uh, spent, uh, uh, time in there <clears throat> and, uh, was definitely an experience for him, but, uh, he is probably most notable for, um, so he runs ultra marathons and he's an ultra marathon director. Um, and, uh, he's obviously heavily engaged with his church and, and, um, in his community in that regards. And, uh, and he actually just completed the, uh, uh, Appalachian trail. Um, and he did that this, uh, this year. And so he did, that it was an, a challenge for him. So I think we're still cut from the same cloth as far as, uh, taking on challenges and, and wanting to grow. And, and, and so he does that. Um, and then I, I convinced him to come out for uh, a beatdown, which you guys were there for. Yeah. And uh, he got a really nice name, which you guys have always said. You guys give two nice names. We but do. He got Mac- MacGyver. Yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, but yeah, he's a he is definitely one of those guys who uh, you can just you can count on. He's just always there um, as far as being a, a good um a good sounding board. And I think since my dad passed, that's definitely one of those things where him and I will have conversations and be able to just say, you know, throw things at each other and just listen. And he does a great job of asking good questions, um, which is really important, but, uh, he, he's a, he's a great guy. And, um, yeah, we're actually going to finish, finish, uh, we're going to do a little hike, uh, in November as well. Him and I are going to get some time, just him and I, um, to do that. So that will be real fun too. So. Yeah. Cool. You got to tell MacGyver to post again. We miss yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he, you know, I just have to be in town so I can drag him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just saying, the last guy that did the Appalachian Trail that was close to our packs, he came to a beatdown afterwards. Did. He did, so yeah. He's got to keep the tra- that. That was Dialup's dad. Yeah, he's got to keep the tradition alive. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of endurance, uh, I don't know, uh, d- looking for pain or whatever <laughs> grows and goes in the f- or runs in the family, right? Is and ultra yeah. marathons and uh, you're doing GTEs and inspiring guys. So that's cool. Uh, you know, for I just thought about I just for people for some reference, Berwick being known for football and stuff like that. So there was two guys that played quarterback for Berwick. One guy named Bo Orlando ended up being go to West Virginia as a safety. Played in the NFL for a number of years and as a secondary guy, I think he was a safety. And Ron Paulus went to Notre Dame. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hate Notre Dame, but um, but Ron Paulus went there. He was really 
a ballyhooed coming out of high school and going yeah. to Notre Dame. Everyone, I think it was Bino Cook said he was going to win like two Heismans or three Heismans or something like that. Yeah, there was a lot of hype, and he set a lot of records. He did, yeah. There, he just mm-hmm. didn't have the supporting cast that he needed. Right, so that just around him at the time. Give people a little bit of reference for Berwick and Danville, Berwick. our little town, uh-huh. plays Berwick. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah, we're gonna crush him. Danville's got a great. I think we team got him this year. this year. Yeah, yeah. This is Danville's year. They're undefeated. And anyway, spanking everybody. Yeah, and they got two two football teams in our area that have won multiple state titles every year. They're competing for state titles. That's well, Berwick not anymore, but Southern Columbia has how many? Mm-hmm. They won state Ooh, titles, like ten at state least, titles, at least ten. Yeah, they're like the maybe more. They've got the most state titles, and now. they always beat everybody up in in our league here, but. Danville beat them, what, 42 to nothing or something like that? 50, or to yeah, 7? 50, 50, 50 something 14, I think. 50 something was. 14. Yeah. yeah, Danville. This is Danville's year. The Ironman. Let's go, Ironman. All right. Um, so, Uno, you uh, you went to Edinburgh. And uh, what was uh, – I, I know you ended up in Greensboro. Where'd you go first? Yeah, so uh, when I was in college, I was in a fraternity, as I mentioned, Sigma Tau Gamma. Uh, pledged. I was like the uh, old man out of the group. I I was doing all kinds of different things, the intramural sports, the student government, and I was hanging out with a bunch of guys who were all in the same fraternity. And I really enjoyed hanging out with them. We had a good uh, brotherhood going on. And they, they were like, when are you going to join the fraternity? And now, granted, I had taken a year off of high school to figure out what I wanted to do and then went to college and then didn't pledge until my fall going into my junior year, my soft or after my sophomore year going into my junior year. Mm-hmm. So I was 21 years old. I was the old man where these, you know, 18, 17, 18 year old kids are pledging with me. And, uh, and it was a really interesting experience. Um, but, uh, <laughs> especially when you, you got these younger guys who are trying to, you know, boss you around and I'm just like, whatever, man, <laughs> like you just, <laughs> it's just, it does, it doesn't hold the same. So anyways, the, uh, the, the long story is short though. When I got in, uh, there was a, a, a fraternity brother who was part of an organization, uh, outdoor odysseys, the leadership Academy. And he said, we're looking for counselors uh, for the summertime to come in and to be able to lead. And so Outdoor mission is to uh, find at-risk youth in uh, grade school. And these are munchkin, munchkinet types. And what they do is they get uh, juniors and seniors in high school from their same community to mentor them for a, a school year. And what they do is they bring in the, the, the high school kids for a week of Leadership Academy and that's where they train them the leadership skills and take them through high adventure programming. So this is hiking, biking, caving, high on the ropes courses, whitewater rafting, you know, anything outdoors you can think of, you know, they're doing that. And what they do is they put them through a week of training. And then after that week, there's, there's 12 more weeks of the summer. And then they bring the kids back and match them up and they go through the same experiences, maybe just to dial down a little bit based on their ages. But what they'll do is they'll go through those same experiences and they forge them together and build a team. And so then they go back into the schools where they will actually work on educational goals that are set by the school teachers or the guidance counselors. So little Susie or little Jimmy um, needs to work on his math. Well, the mentor, Johnny, now knows that that's what they need to focus on. And so throughout the school year, they'll follow up with them, mentor them, and make sure that they're staying on track because they may not be able to change their life and the circumstances that they're born with. Um, you know, Maybe they come from a single parent home or they've got lots of brothers and siblings and they're just getting lost in the mix, whatever it might be they can change their attitude about education. So they don't go for the, the bottom 20% or the upper 20% of the kids. It's, it's that middle 60%. And they just want to put them in a track line that they could be successful 
and education gives them that route. So that's, that's the main program. And so, um, I came on board. Um, I spent uh, four summers as a counselor and then the rest of my time with outdoor odyssey on the full-time staff. And then when I was brought on board on the full-time staff, I actually, um, brought in corporate groups, uh, colleges, universities, they would pay for the experience of doing all that leadership stuff. And that money would go back in so that the kids and the mentors never had to pay for the experience. Wow, yeah. I was always free to them. So, um, it's founded by two-star Marine general, um, T.S. Jones. Um, he had spent 36 years in the Marine Corps and his story was that he actually, uh, had a mentor when he was a, a junior in high school, uh, who, um, grabbed him and said, Hey, listen, the quota for punks has already been filled. Huh. Um, if you want to keep playing football for me, um, you've got to straighten your act up. And so from that mentoring relationship, got him to go to college, then from college, obviously Marine Corps. And, and, the, and that's kind of that track line. So, um, he wanted to give back. And so that's how Alterasi got founded. And that's kind of how I got there to, to do that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, you were, so even before you got out of college, you were getting involved in leadership training yeah. and, and motivating and, and mentoring and that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm telling you, this is why this is a high impact, man. He's uh, going it's after his, it. He didn't it's let, in the blood. Yeah, yeah, it's in the blood. So, you know, what's interesting to me is uh, we're going to talk about the GTE in a little bit and, and stuff like that. But a lot of these leadership courses and programs and stuff involve uh, activity, like physical activity. Yeah. Right. Learning to lead while you're whatever, tired, sore, leading a group through some activity or whatever. Um, you know, I mean, there's an awful lot of leadership courses and stuff. You could go to a conference and sit in a chair all day and take notes. Um, but I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is effective for a lot of reasons. But one is that you get to practice it. You get to put it into practice. You're not just sitting there, you know. Talking theory. Yeah, talking theory. Yeah. Yeah. Am mm -hmm. I on track there, Uno? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And, uh, you know, in life you can be bonded together with somebody and usually it's, uh, if you want it to be something significant more than, Hey, we just, we like the same team or something like that. Um, it's usually the, the shared experience, right? Something right. adverse that you go through. And that's why we get bonded together in the gloom. Right. Um, that's why GTEs work so well because you're suffering together. Um, and, but it, you know, it can happen in, in everyday life too. I mean, it could be, you know, you, maybe you're a, a survivor of, a. a, a you know, a, a train wreck or something. I mean, I mean, I know it sounds horrible, but something that's really even outside the the norm. Um, but it's something that's adverse that can bond people together. And, and leadership really is about peopleship. It's about plugging in with somebody, looking somebody in the eyeball, tell them that you love them, tell them that you're going to be there. I mean, we know our credo, right? You know, F3. And I know you haven't talked about what F3 is and what we do, but you know, we, we, uh, we don't leave a man behind um, and we don't leave them where they're at. Right. And we accept them who they are and we love them for who they are, but we want to see them improve. And we want them to be better, um, not by our standards, but by their level, right. Whatever their better version of themselves is. Um, and so, you know, how we can help them accelerate towards that. Um, and that's intentional, right. And if you want to be a good leader, I, I was just talking with a, a gentleman uh, this morning uh, we had over coffee and He's uh he's not in F3 yet. Uh, I'm working on him, um, but I, I want him to be part of my shield lock. I mean, he's just that kind of caliber guy. And but we were talking about, and I explained to him what I what I'm looking for out of that relationship and how we can motivate each other. Mm -hmm. um, but the the big thing was is I, I I had said to him I said we want to make sure that you know we hold each other accountable and we got to be able to look each other in, in our, each other's eye and be able to say hey we're not doing right or we can do better. And we don't have to judge each other by our standard, but by the standard of which is 
um, improvement every day, right? 1% yeah. better in everything that we do. So, right. um, but, but yeah, um, you're, you're hundred percent correct. Anytime you can, um, you can add some physicality to it. It, it puts a, a different, uh, a different level of leadership in, in that, that perspective. Yeah. That's what I've seen. And, um, and that's what F3 is really, you know, F3 is a, it, it, it boiled down. F3 is a leadership development program. Um, I guess I should explain it for anybody who's listening who's not part of F3, but F3 stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. And the mission is to plant and grow and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. So that is the mission. The mission is to develop leaders, but not just any leaders, uh, virtuous leaders. We want virtuous, effective leaders. And uh, and that's what uh, we try to do at F3. And just like Uno said, we uh, we work out. It's a, One of the rules is it always has to be outside. It's free of charge, and all men are welcome. Uh and it's peer led on a rotational basis. So if you show up, you're expected to develop and lead a workout. Uh, and that's part of the leadership training. But uh, but it really is amazing what happens when guys get together in the gloom and they go through, as you said, a shared experience that's difficult. And it bonds bonds the guys together. And that helps uh, helps guys get the experience of leading guys in that situation and stuff like that. And, just, and carry it on in uh, everyday life after that. Very, very cool, my friend. Um, so... You got to Greensboro, you joined F3, and you became a cross-dresser. What happened there? <laughs> so uh, while, I was, while I was in Cape Fear in Wilmington there, uh, there was a exor- or not exercise, but a an opportunity for us to be able to give back to the community. Uh, LATC, who's a little engine that could, uh, one of the uh, uh, plant, uh, uh, flag planters there in, um, in Wilmington for Cape Fear region, wanted to give back to an organization and what it was doing was uh, they were building tiny homes for those who were uh, uh, frequent, uh, not frequent, but uh, chronic homeless. And so we wanted to sponsor a veteran who would then be able to move into this tiny home. They would be re- you know, required to take care of the cost of like utilities and stuff like that, but the home would be free for them to be able to stay in. Um, and so this project um, came up and, and we were needed to raise $40,000 for that. Um, and so we were there and, um, we were getting close. And so as, as always, we like to see each other suffer. You know, we're guys, we like to pick on each other. We like to do that kind of stuff. So I had said that we, I would donate a thousand dollars and match it up to a thousand dollars. Um, if we could, uh, raise that in the week time from Sunday till Friday, uh, Friday morning. And so I put it out there on Slack and by, I think, Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, thousand dollars had already been raised, right? So I matched it there, and then I said, "Okay, I'll add another uh, onto that. If if we get another thousand dollars, I will shave my legs and wear a wig and the whole nine yards." And so I think Thursday <laughs> evening it was done. So we effectively had raised, I think, like four thousand from that little initiative right there to add on to the forty thousand, um, and then we we finished obviously above that. Um, for the whole project and we're able to fund that. But so Baywatch, which is our Saturday beat down um, at the beach. Um, I showed up with a dress and wig and shaved legs. And um, it was funny. Um, and I will say that I really made guys uncomfortable when we did hollow dollies. <laughs> so if anyone knows what hollow dolly is, you can, you can imagine that horrible image in your mind. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then we were on running on the beach and, uh, it was a lot of fun, but it was for a good cause. But like I said, it's, we liked, we get it, you know, we like to pick on each other. And if you can, if you can have some levity, um, and be able to be okay and comfortable in your own skin 
and uh, throw that out to their guys and, and get them motivated to, to do something good. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. So, hey, well, I got to ask, where'd you get the dress? Because well, you, you know, most women are not as tall as you. And so, <laughs> I was, where'd you get that dress? Wait, I was thinking of Borat. Uh, suit the swimsuit that he wore. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the sling, the oh mankini gosh, sling no. thing. <laughs> that would have been even better. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard of this Borat guy, but I've never watched any of his movies, so I can't relate. No, it was uh, actually I took my two point ohs, uh, so I got I got three of them. I got uh, skip and draw four in reverse, and we all went down to the Goodwill and found a dress and went to like the Spirit Halloween store that's open all the time. Uh, and got uh, and got ourselves a, a wig and some other stuff and yeah it's floating around there somewhere I know it's it's there but uh, but again you if you're comfortable in your own skin and you can have fun with it um, yeah. that's okay so that yeah, must have been a tall woman <laughs> that's a huge okay yeah the, the dial up showed me a picture of this Borat guy with his uh, bikini slingy no I would. Would have never worn that. No, not that. No. So you, have, you have more pride than that, right? That's, that's where I dress. But. <laughs> All right. All right. So somehow you end up in Laurel Highlands, Pennsylvania, planting a shovel flag. You tell us what happened there. Yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, uh, my uh, my family uh, moved back to where we had. Um, so I, at Laurel Highlands, lived in that region for a while before moving down. Uh, it was for work, uh, moving down to North Carolina. Uh, the ex wanted to move back to where uh, her family was at. So agreed to leave, um, you know, Wilmington and move back there. And the closest AO is in Pittsburgh, which is an hour and a half away, you know, via turnpike. Um, so that's not really a reasonable option. Um, so that first couple of months, I just, uh, you know, kind of did my own thing. And then I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and put down the, uh, as, as it said, the uh, dancing idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said, I'm going to put a schedule for myself and I threw it out there and on a Monday, Thursday and Saturday, and I'm going to post every one of those days. Cause that's where it works for me and my time that I have with the kids. And, um, so I, I'm out there every, you know, every day, Monday or every Monday, Wednesday, I'm sorry, and Monday, Thursday and Saturday. And then, um, and then I just start EH. And so I'm just in constant EH mode. So guys, I see that dads who are at the softball or baseball games with my kids or, um, that I see running along when I'm out there working out or just in the grocery store. I mean, you know, it's, I'm, I'm EH and at hundred percent. And I know even too, when I came to work out with you, you guys, one time there was a gentleman who was walking along and I, I was going to share that story. Yeah. 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 That was the so, first, the first beat down you showed up to because I've, I felt inadequate. He see? shamed us. Here I am the Nantan and I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to get my butt through this workout. And there goes Uno running off the, off the field over to some guy that was walking by talking to him, trying to EH him. And I'm thinking, well, I guess that's what I should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I remember you know, that. It's, it, and it's a, it's an intentionality. It's a, it's a mindset, right? Yeah. And, um, it, you just have to you know, keep yourself there and, there are some, uh, there are some things that, you know, when you're at a beat down and you are mentally in the zone, um, you can get those horse, horse blinders on. Right. And sure. you can sometimes forget about that. But, uh, if you just remind yourself, you know, how much you've been received and what you've gotten out of F3, it just was a constant reminder of you wanting to give it away. Right. And so, um, that's kind of where I'm at. I've, I've experienced so much growth and development and, and love and, there's no way I could have made it through the last two years and be where I'm at right now if I didn't have my brothers. Um, so I definitely want to make sure that I, I give that away to many, as many guys as I can. And, um, you know, as, as they say, you just, you just got to have your hand out, right. Just have it there and available for them whenever they're ready to take it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, 
I, I, I was going to bring that up. I remember that really well. And, it, uh, and I think it's, it, it, it's lasted by him doing that. Mm-hmm. We've done that. I've seen other guys. I've done it myself numerous times since then. Like no one, no one sneaks by our AO anymore without someone. Not usually giving an invite. There's this one guy that sneaks by in the mornings because he's like, somehow it's like, we're always at like the opposite end of the field when he goes like sprinting by. Yeah. There, I, like, I've he, talked he, like, to him before. Oh, you have talked yeah, to him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're trying. You I inspired try, us. We're I doing tried better. to tackle him, but he was too fast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need to just yeah, try different tactics. Say, hey, I, I have a I have a gift card here for you. You know, slow down. Yeah, right. It's for, it's yeah, for a, coffee. A, a and, and all the gift card is is it's an F three card with like uh you know with your number on the back. Just call me for the coffee. Right. Yeah. That's a bait and switch. I think they call yeah. that. Ass- <laughs> assaulting a man would probably not be the best. Approach. That's not a good way to do it. All right. All right. <laughs> Speely, make note of that. I can't assault that, people. Ask that guy from the Raiders last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's so cool. I mean, you came all this way. You plant your own shovel flag now. You're Nantan. Um, that's basically a really new region. You're, you're a mustard seed for the most part yet. Yeah. Uh, and do you, How many guys you have in your SLT, your shared leadership team? Yeah, I'm still building it. Um, I've got uh, three guys right now uh, that are, um, I'll say one that I've, I've got a hard commit from, uh, the two other guys, um, I have had conversation with the one actually just had his, um, his mom pass. Um, so he's got a couple of things on his plate right now. Uh, and the other, uh, individual, uh, he has, um, he has expressed interest, but we just have not sat down, um, you know, to actually nail out the details of it. But, uh, my goal is to have that in place, um, before we go into the new calendar year so we can really get some, some strong movement going into 23. Um, so I, I, I have the, maybe the, the mindset of, you know, the, uh, not say it's so much build it and they will come, um, but not to rush anything, you know, and to really make sure that I'm making good decisions and, um, making sure that we're setting the right foundation and the, and the guys that don't feel compelled to do something just because, um, because no one does really well with just because uh, I want to, I want to find guys who are, you know, Hey, I'm really excited about it. Actually gave two of the newer guys, um, the free to lead book and let them read that. And so they actually read through that. So I feel like those guys would also be younger guys would be great to get on and yeah. and get moving that right direction. So, yeah, absolutely. I think we need, and we, we said we'd like to come down and, and visit, you know, uh, parachute in and for a beat down and support you, but we haven't done that yet. We've all been training for different things. Like the guys training for the BRR, you're training for the GTE. But coming up, when we're at the date of this recording, uh, we've got one, two, three, four days from now, we'll be running in the Tussie 50 endurance relay. Uno's on our team. Mm-hmm. It's a, in the uh, in a ski resort next to State College. So there's some hills, up and down hills the whole race. Uh, do you have one leg or two legs? Just one, just Uno. Taking it, taking it, <laughs> taking it easy on, on Uno after his GTE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not as it's not not as you know big as the Blue Ridge Relay, but but we're doing it. And some guys are going to get some experience at it that hadn't been part of the Blue Ridge Relay before. And it's it's a teaser for the BRR for next year. That's that's my plan at least with the yeah, whole thing. This yeah, just absolutely. gives them a little taste, and then they want more. Yeah, hey, I'm just I hadn't told you guys yet, but I'll tell you you're now. Hard, so you're it's hard, on on you're, record. You're a hard commit for next year. I'm an, I'm an HC for next year with you guys. Yeah, All right, baby. Oh, I another one on the All BRR right. team for next year. 
And I, I, I'll, I'll definitely get at least one more from here. Sweet. Laurent. Good deal, man. Sweet. That's awesome. We only have a whole year to train, right? Yeah. Hey. We've almost the, got our first nine-man team. Yeah, we're, we got to be up to about eight, right? Yeah. So um, did you did you listen to this week's episode with uh, Cadre Danny? No, I, I normally do it on my ruck. I, okay. I, I'm very, I'm a very habit guy. Um, and so I t- typically rock on Tuesday. Um, it's Wednesday now, but I took yesterday off just possibly because I was still recouping. Right. From the yeah, sure. 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 So, so I will, uh, I will actually be listening to that, uh, tomorrow. All right. Well then I'll tell you one of the things that he brings up, it's, it, you got to listen to the whole thing, but one of the, he said that they're planning for next year is, uh, is a, a running GTE. Oh yes, for guys yeah. who don't. He ruck. and I had talked about that. I had uh, I had done a ruck with uh, Cadre Danny, yeah, uh, yeah. or Linus nine eleven uh, right? on for the nine eleven. Yeah. yeah, him and I had done that together. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and um, I'm looking. I'm um, actually had a conversation with him on trying to uh, taking the track line of becoming a trainer with the GTE. Okay, so uh, you, you beat me there because I was going to say oh, I have I have no doubt that your next goal is to become a cadre. Trainer first, cadre second. Oh, I didn't know there was a step in between. A well, tra- trainer, so a trainer is the ones who'd go over the leadership curriculum and they lead the King Builder, which is okay. your beat down on right. Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, and then they're also involved with going out and they're on the trail with the guys. And uh, so that's the first component of it. And then uh, when, once I feel like that's that's good and I've, I've made that, that not, uh, that gone through that wicket, uh, and then I'll move to uh, cadre level. So yeah, I knew you were going to do put that. cadre uno. Had a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anybody so, who hasn't listened to that one, that'll be about three weeks prior to this episode. We've so. been on a we've been on a GTE. I know a lot of guys talking string about GTE here, right? Stuff. Three yeah. out of four of yeah. the last uh, yeah. guests have been GTE related. Cadre three right. cadres and now a participant. Yeah. So well, you know, it's it's ahead. really funny because you know from from my experience, you know, obviously doing. Ropes courses and, you know, whitewater rafting and things like that. Um, those are great. And I'm, I will never say that those are a bad thing to do. But there's something about the element of having a 50-pound rucksack on your back and carrying God knows what and for God knows many miles that you go and doing it with guys. It's, it's, more, it's, the, it's the sustained pain that is really something different from all the other things that I've experienced before, even doing, I've done tough mutters and things like that. And you're going through those and you're doing the obstacles and you're running and you're gassed and all those things. But there's just something about that slow burn of having a log on your shoulder Uh or, you know, whatnot, and then being tested in multiple different ways that really um, breaks you down to a, a, a different, a different level and hits you in a different way than anything I've ever experienced before. So if, if And if you think that you cannot do it, I will tell you, you are just straight face to your, to your, straight to your face. You are wrong. Anybody can do it. If you take the time to prepare, if you make sure that you are, um, have the right attitude going into it, because, uh, you know, there was a, a young man who was 17 years old. He was one of the packs. His brother came in. Um, he showed up to the first beat, his first beat down was the King builder that morning on Saturday morning. And then he did the, uh, the ruck with us. And the first, uh, iteration that we had done, 
uh, his, his attitude was like, why am I here? I don't want to go home. I mean, you could just see it on his face. You could, you feel it in his attitude. You just feel, you see in his body language. And, um, at that point I was the, uh, assistant platoon leader. And so I was just, you know, motivating them the entire, you know, the entire iteration as we were going from point A to point B. And then we got to where we were at, we we're doing some other stuff. And I came over to him and I said, Hey man, are we good? I said, I mean, you, I feel like you're checked out. I mean, I, I want to make sure you're good. I want you know, what, what do you need? And, and so I just kind of had a one-on-one with him, eyeball level leadership wise. And he's like, no, man, he's like, I'm okay. I'm good. I said, are you sure you're good? And, he, and I said, I mean, if you need something, you got to let me know. I, I mean, I'm here, I'm here for you. He's like, I know I'm good. And then I was like, all right. I said, I, I said, Hey, you're, you're 17 year olds, man. You're 17 years old. You know, there's guys who are here that, you know, are close to, you know, to, you know, busting 60, right. In our platoon. I said, uh, you know, you've got, you know, spit and vinegar and, and you got, you, you should just, just kill this thing, man. You got this. And man, his attitude turned and he was just, you know, I mean, just, plugging away and engaged. And so, um, you know, and then we, like I said, we had guys that were close to 60 years old and, um, guys who, you know, maybe if you saw them on the street or at a beat down, you'd be like, no, there's no way everybody who was there completed it. Right. Yeah. That, um, that, uh, that started off. And, um, and there were guys who definitely need pushed and, and guys who were pulling. Um, but it was definitely something where if, if you have the opportunity to, to carve out that time to do that, it is something of value added for you, your personal life, and will absolutely have a huge impact on your interactions with other people as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you decided to jump into this GTE thing and you're in, and I, I know, I knew you were going to kill it. Um, because a, I knew you'd be prepared. And I also knew that you had the right attitude and mindset because of who you are. Um, but I also knew that you'd be out there helping other guys because, uh, because that's what it's all about and, and you get it right. I mean, you've been involved in yeah. leadership training and, and helping people and yeah, and it's, it's who you are. So, um, I want to talk about your preparation for this. So Uno was sending videos out to us, uh, during his prep for the GTE, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, one of them, he was wearing his gear, he had his ruck on, he was ready to, to go. I don't know how many miles that night, but he had his two boys out there and they were just squirting with a fire ho- uh, a garden hose to get him soaked. So he get, he could get used to and every crack and crevice, every crack and crevice <laughs> down the boots everywhere. Right. He wanted yeah. to get fully saturated and then he went out and did his training. So, uh, it was pretty cool watching him get ready for this. Right. And you know, in those videos. So I knew that you were putting all you could into preparation. So how much did that help, you know, getting hosed down and doing that beforehand? Did that, did that help a lot? Yeah. Um, you know, so I, like I mentioned before, I, I had hiked or, you know, did the ruck with, uh, uh, Codra Danny or, or Linus, uh, for the, for the nine eleven, And we had done, you know, I think it was 17 miles, um, that, uh, that, that trekkie. And, uh, overnight. And we had a lot of really great conversation and, and he had given me some helpful advice on particular gear, um, of what to wear. And I asked a lot of questions and I will say that, uh, anybody who's looking to do a GTE in the future, uh, do not be bashful. Do not be shy. Do not think that you're going to look like an idiot, um, to ask questions of people who have gone through it, who, um, what to, I don't say so much what to expect by the actual activities, but what to do to prepare for it. Because if you go into it, not prepared, you are not only causing yourself to suffer, but you're also causing your brethren to suffer as well, right? Because now they either got to uh, cover you by whether it's the gear or that, you know, you're going to get tired in a different way because you're not wearing the right stuff or whatever it might be. You're causing uh, the, the the suffrage across the board. So, um, you know, preparation wise, 
um, you know, I asked a lot of questions on gear. Um, and you know, I've always believed that if you spend money on the right gear, if you invest in the gear, it's definitely going to pay in dividends on the backside. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking about doing something like that, you don't have to go out and buy one. There are plenty of guys out there that have stuff that you can borrow, you know, just ask, um, guys will make sure that's available for you. Um, but as far as the, the physical preparation, um, you know, getting sprayed down, carrying sandbags, logs, um, you know, I literally just did whatever I could to, to punish myself while I was training. Right. Um, because I knew if I, if I punished myself, you know, that, that I would be able to be able to look and say, okay, Hey, I, I know that I can, I can do this. Right. Um, and I can do that. So yeah, getting wet, that was definitely one aspect of it. Um, you know, carrying like grab logs, sandbags, did extra stuff like that. And that was a uh, good preparation. Um, just getting my shoulders built up, even though that was rough though. Coming out of there. Still hurt. So, yeah. Did, yeah, but. Did, did our text <laughs> commenting that they were going to have you swim two miles with your rucksack on scare you at all? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> we figured you would know that we were just totally making that up. But yeah. since we had just interviewed, uh, uh, Major Pain and Akron. No. Was that? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's who it was. Yeah, that's Akron. right. We had yeah. Yeah, we Major Pain and Akron. We thought maybe he'll hear that we were interviewing them and they actually did tell us a little bit of insider information and that he might might fall for you guys it. sent that message and i will bell i belly laughed out loud and then i was like what, what meme can i send you guys back and it was what that guy who's like like swimming in the water it's like drowning i was like yeah no, we were no, laughing he's gonna be like telling all the other guys like i i heard they might have us swim two miles with a rucksack so I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you know there were little things that i i know that i did um that I've heard from the past, which is, uh, making sure you're properly lubricated. Um, and so that, uh, I will say I was like a greasy pig going into that thing and I came out and not a single part of my body had a, uh, a a, a blister or a rash or anything like that. I mean, I came out completely unscathed in that regard. I mean, it's a little bit of, you know, we'll we'll say tissue bruising and stuff from carrying stuff, but, but from, from a, a irritation standpoint, none at all. Do you, the Vaseline so, or did you use, uh, Vaseline? Vaseline yeah. yeah old school. Every, everywhere. Yeah, good work. Everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. Yeah. Lubrication is the key to life. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Moving on. I think I need to use more. I'm <laughs> falling behind. I'm not quite sure which direction you were going with that one. We're G rated, right? Do I need to, I need to, <laughs> we're I, all audience. I need to lube up Let's. for the race someday. <laughs> You can lube anything you want for the race. Uh, okay. Does baby oil so, work? Or? No, no baby oil. No. Vaseline. All right. Vaseline. Got it. Either, I'm vassing up. Either Vaseline or, um, oh, shoot. What's the stuff that comes in the stick? The glide. Glide. That's it. Yeah. Chub rub. Yeah. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't like the sound of that. I'm going Vaseline. Okay. That's, I'm old school. I just yeah. go Vaseline. Can I borrow well. yours? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> going to use that whole tube <laughs> <laughs> all right back on track <laughs> i don't even know what track we're on right now where, where are we going yeah all right so tell us about some stories from your experience there give us uh give us the lowdown what, what happens out you know in the dark of night yeah tell, well first uh, of all tell me about the pt test that's what you oh, start with PT right test. yeah so well you do a couple of things i mean they, they come the cadre come over they grab you 
get you in uh, formation. Uh, they go through some uh, simple stuff as far as what, you know, you know, some commands and things like that. Um, and they go through your, your gear, making sure that you got everything that you need. Um, and then, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that we talk about, you know, in leadership is foundational uh, principles that we have, you know, and it starts off with, well, I won't, I won't go through all of them, but it ends with preparation, right? And being prepared. And so one of the things that they want to do is they want to make sure that you're prepared. So first off is starting with your gear, right? It has nothing to do with you. It's all what you've done before getting there with your gear. And so have you prepared and you have everything ready to go? So they go through all that, making sure that you don't have things that you um, shouldn't have, um, you know, phones and, and watches and things like that, but also to making sure that you've got everything that you do, that you do need. So that'd be your water bladder, your weight and um, all those other things. So making sure that you stay and adhere to that checklist that they give you prior to is really, really important. So they go through that. And then after you go and do your PT test. And so the PT test for us was um, hand release um, Merkins with a your T. So you have your hands that go once you're up in the, or what you're um, all the way on the ground, your hands come all the way out to a T position and then back down um, and you do those. Uh, and then you have your butterfly sit-ups. Um, so you're doing a, it's basically like a, a big boy, but instead of your knees being up, uh, your soles, your feet are facing together in a butterfly format. And then you have to have your arms completely straight back to the ground and all the way up. And then the last is a two mile run. And then there's a scoring. And I think it's uh, 56 on both the uh, sit-ups and the Merkins that you have to reach is to be a perfect score of 100. And then underneath 20, I think it's 21 or 22 minutes. I can't remember exactly what it is, but for the two miles. Um, and so you've got to be able to complete those and, and you get uh, matched up with your battle buddy. And so you count and make sure you're keeping each other accountable um, with those. And then you, um, you get your score. And so we had everybody pass um, our, uh, our PT test and the guys, especially in the last, the last portion of it, which was the run, you know, guys like uh, Patch out of the Greensboro, lightning fast guy, um, and he ran and ran his his four laps around um, and completed uh, his two mile, and then he just kept running and caught the six. And 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 then when I finished mine, I was not the fastest by any means, but um, as soon as I got back and finished mine, I just asked one of the cadre. I said, "Is there is there any reason I can't go back and get the six? And they're like, "No, you're free to lead." I'm like, "Boom, done." So I ran back and I got the six as well, and. Um, finished out and, and, uh, the sixth, the gentleman who was old Bay, um, running was not his strength. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll say that. And so, but we got him in underneath, um, just underneath the, uh, the time limit. So that qualified him to be able to do it. So everybody who showed up qualified from the PT standpoint. So that, that felt like a, you know, first win, right. Of being able to get everyone through that. Um, and then obviously, um, moving on from there. So, uh, they break us up into platoons. You get your battle buddy, as I mentioned before. Uh, you go through some, again, informational type training stuff of, you know, how to move and formations and what responsibilities are and, and safety. There's a lot of safety briefing in there because we're going to be traveling around in the dark at night in all kinds of uh, arenas, whether it be in the woods, uh, in res residential areas, um, downtown, wherever you might be at for your GTE. But um, so we go through those safety aspects of it. And then uh, and then we get started. Right. They get you um, a platoon leader. Um, and then they get you going on your first uh, iteration. So your first, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. So from point A to point B, and then they give you some guidelines um, and they, and they're always constantly adding challenges to it. Um, not per se of, of just like making it up on the spot, but they've got things that they know, Hey, if we see these type of things happening or we're noticing these type of things, they're going to go ahead and throw this challenge at us. 
Um, so actually I was assistant platoon leader in that first iteration from our AO starting point to the beach. And as we we're going along, one of the guys in my platoon, uh, Boone's Farms, um, had been in an accident um, uh, uh, several weeks prior um, and a, a pretty good one, but he was there and had um, some uh, some knee, knee surgery done. And so he still had pins and bars, you know, in his knee. And so we were going and we were trying, we had a, a timeline to make um, when we first were going out and he was really struggling. And so I just was like, Hey, give me your, give me your rock. We're just going to pass the love around. And we started passing that around so we could, you know, get from point A to point B. And that's kind of the whole mindset the entire night is you're just looking for, where do guys need help, right? Is it a physical help? Is it a mental help? Um, you know, where do guys need help? And if you keep your head on a swivel and you're looking for that, you're making sure that you're engaging in a high level and making sure guys are moving in the right way. Um, and then you're always looking out for safety, right? Um, you know, making sure guys are um, not getting out of formation because if you get out of formation and you're stepping off to the side or whatever, um, you could potentially get hurt. So, um, you know, especially on the roads and all that. But, but yeah, so, so we're going through that. And then we got to the beach. Um, and then they've just got a whole series of different challenges that they put on you throughout the night. Some are more mental, some are physical, um, but it's a lot of um, being able to have information delivered to the packs via your platoon leader and your uh, assistant platoon leader. And that rotates throughout the night. You always get, you're always getting new ones. Um, and so everyone gets that chance of leadership. And then you also have a couple other uh, positions as well. But what's really interesting, what I really found was as we went through those experiences, one of the things that the cadre do really, really well is they do the after action report. And so you get feedback immediately and you guys do a really great job. And I know I've told you before when your beat downs, after the beat down, your cue, you give a, hey, what was one thing that I did really well and one thing that could be improved upon? Because in leadership, you know, if you just get pats on your back and yay, you did a great job great. But if you don't get constructive criticism and, and, and you don't have good candor um, to be able to give that to your, to your guys, there's, you're lacking that ability for improvement. Right. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. we did a lot, we did a lot of that. Um, and it was great because guys who um, were going through the different opportunities of leading um, none of the things were exactly the same, but it was really interesting from a perspective of being amongst leaders to see how guys did different things, right? Yeah. And how they conducted themselves and how they engaged. And so it was really, really cool to see um, everyone's personal flavor come out. But also too, is that when you saw certain things, you're like, oh, that was really good. I really liked what he did on that, right? Um, or like, man, this guy is saying something in a certain way and that just really rubbed me the wrong way. And, you know, you're trying to help, you know, maybe uh, redirect and, uh, and, and maybe, you know, you know, throw some suggestions out there, but then you just go, you know what, I, sometimes I just need to follow. I just need to do what I need, you know, just do what is, is told, um, and, uh, and let that guy fall, you know, fail forward. Right. And then afterwards you can give him good, good feedback on what he can do better. So, um, there were a lot, a lot of opportunities in that, but, you know, I don't want to give too much away as far as the actual events, but, um, I will say the most inspiring stuff that I saw was when guys were just struggling. I mean, when they were, you know, just, they had a, they had some weight on them and you could see them just barely being able to move forward and another guy going, Hey, let me have that from you. Give me, give me that, uh, that, you know, 120 pound, you know, sandbag. 
give that me here, take, here, take this 80 pound. You take that. I'll take this. Um, you know, or, you know, one guy, some guys were just like, they're under the log and they're just like, I need us. I need somebody just, just being vulnerable and being able to say, hey, I, I need to swap out. And someone being like, Hey, I got it. I got you, man. Go just take a, take a moment. It was those moments where, where guys were really vulnerable and being able to say, I, I, I need help. And then also too, as guys who were just super studs who were just, they didn't say it, you know, they're, I mean, I, you know, uh, the, my, uh, battle buddy STP, um, he, he and I were there and he's 57, I believe 56 or 57 years old. And he's a super stud. I mean, just a super stud. And there were some times with my knee that I just was like kind of struggling and he would just be like, Hey, just, you know, lean on me, get, you know, help, you know, I, I got you. And he would, and he would take the weight on some of these, uh, some of these, uh, you know, slogs that were on and he didn't even say a word. He just took it and just put it on and just barreled through. And it was just like, man, like those are guys that were that like the unsung heroes, right. That just, you know, just pounded through it. And, um, and it was really, really, uh, just humbling experience from that standpoint. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, that's really cool to see them. The guys just banding together to, yeah. to accomplish the mission. Right. Yeah. And, and being there for each other, that's picking up the six at its best. Right. Yeah. And that's leadership. That's awesome. Um, I was well, thinking too. I, it's I like, it's, oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, and, and meaningful doing it early on in the event too. Right. Right. Cause it's like, you might be feeling fresh now. Yeah, you think I'm like, going to pace myself. Do I want to no, right, go pick up the six. Or, right? Yeah, I, I'm going to yeah. pace myself so that I have some energy left at the end, or you know, yeah. I'm not just like dragging my butt in, and in, and instead to go and help somebody else and put yourself at risk. Right. right? It's like yeah, I'm helping him now, but this this might cost me, you know, twelve hours from now. Right. So uh, cool to cool to hear about those guys that were like, yeah, like I'm not going to save anything for later. I, someone needs help now. I'm going to help now. We'll yeah. deal with later later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will say this was, this is probably, I haven't shared this with anybody, but this was my most humbling experience. So you guys know me, I'm just a really vocal guy. I'm a, you know, who's motivated kind of guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loud guy. I was singing songs like a Wemo, you know, in the, you know, in the jungle, you know, (laughs) I mean, we're on the one slog and I don't even know how many miles it was. And we were just going through the woods. There were nothing around. You couldn't see this sky. It was just anyways. Um, it was long and, and I was trying to be motivating the guys and, um, throughout the whole thing, we got on one section, it was towards the end and I was, I was definitely hurting. I was, the gas in the tank was getting on, we're running on fumes and, uh, Dr. Feelgood, we were all pretty quiet for a little bit and we were just, we're just going along. Dr. Feelgood's up uh, alongside me. He goes, Hey man, he goes, I think we need some motivation. And I, I thought to myself, I was like, shit, I don't even know if I got anything left in me. Like, I just, I don't even know. I mean, I, I really had to dig deep and I've told guys this before is that I motivate people. I don't say selfishly, but I motivate people when I know that I'm struggling. Right. And I'm, I'm in a, in a, in a, I, when I need motivated, but it was literally at that moment where I'm like, I don't even know if I've got enough to like get it, you know, to get, get it out. And I had to really compose myself and I was just like, Lord, I said, I know my, I know my guys need this. And then, uh, and then I don't even know what I said after that. I started hollering something and then guys started hollering as well. And and it was just one of those things where then also my spirits got lifted and 
Um, but it was just one of those moments where I, I was like, I asked my, I'm like, do I, I, do I really got this? And it was at that moment where I had to go and go, God, I just need your help. Like, I know my guys need help, but I need your help. Yeah. I need your help so I can help them. And, uh, but that, that was probably the most humbling experience that I had. And that, and that whole thing was, it was very introspective and it was very, like I said, very humbling for myself, but, um, but yeah, uh, and it was definitely just, I mean, I, I don't know really what more I can say about that, but that, that was definitely for me a, a really, a really hard hitting one. Yeah. And I think that's real. That, that hits a point. I think that uh, I've noticed is when, when you take responsibility for other people, it seems to be easier. The work seems to be easier. Like when I cue, um, like for instance, in a circle of pain, all right, I'm leading exercises and cadence or whatever. I'm for whatever reason, even just doing simple things like side straddle hops or whatever. It's just easier. I'm up like up to 20 and I don't even know it. And I'm like, you know, thinking of the next thing I'm going to do, whatever, because I'm responsible for leading and motivating the other guys. And, but if I'm on this, I'm on the circle and I'm not the cue and I'm doing like, Oh, when's this going to end? Is he going to stop it now? But so <laughs> it's like, you know, when you, when you, when you take responsible responsibility for other people, that's when you get, you can get more out of yourself that way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I do feel the same way when you cue. I mean, I like, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I think part of it's just you're distracted. Right. Well, right? yeah, sure. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, don't screw up the count. Right. I'll take uh, it. I'll take it. Oh, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Because how often do you like go further than you planned? I uh, frequently because yeah. I'm like, trying oh, to think of oh, the crap. Next I was going to stop at 20 and yeah. I'm 21. Yeah, right. I'm oh, trying to think of the next around thing. the horn now. I got to go to at least 25. I don't want, I want to. So when I, when, I, right, when I'm leading exercise in, in uh, cadence, I'm in the circle of pain, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to like, have any stuttering or stammering between exercises <laughs> or grunting or groaning or grunting or groaning. So I just want to go from like, I'm just, I'll say side, we're doing side straddle hops. If the next exercise is going to be the Merkin, you know, I want to, you know, as soon as we, I'm like, one, two, three, halt. Next exercise is Merkin. Exercise move. Boom. I want yeah. to keep moving and, and keep our heart rates up and, and uh, that kind of thing. So, Sometimes I go longer with the reps because I'm trying to think what I'm doing next. <laughs> but next thing you know, you're at, you know, whatever. That, oh, I didn't really want to go. Yeah, you're, you're truly right. winging it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never write down my, that plan. You know, I just, you know, sometimes I come up with a couple things like, I know I want to incorporate this today or whatever, but I know, you know, I don't have a winky or anything like that. Isn't it, isn't it funny how to you, um, you know, you can never end on like an odd number. Like it's always no, got to be, be right? an even number. Oh, well, 25 so, or 15. Yeah, but why is it like when you hit that, like you hit one of the fives, like you hit yeah. 15, like feeling good. As soon as you hit 16, it's like, oh, uh, suddenly I feel like crap. Now I got to go to 20. <laughs> now I got to go to 20. It's like can't end at 17. <laughs> can't end here. Now I got to struggle to 20. It never hits you like right at the end. Like no, it never I hits know. you when you're at 19. It's like, right. oh, thank God. One more, right? Yeah. Nope. It hits you right when you got to go around the horn <laughs> to another five. So, so well, I think you... Well, you, were, oh. you were saying though too is like when you're in charge, you know, you get that little extra boost. And yeah. I, th I think the other thing is that you are, the energy level comes from the fact that you want to make sure that you are doing it to the best of your ability, yeah. right? Not right. not for pride or anything like that, but for the fact that you know you want to hold a standard, yeah. and Absolutely. you want to make sure that guys are doing things right, and that you're that you're providing them with the best whatever it is, experience, workout that you can, that you are capable of doing. And because you have love for them and that you want to give them those things, that energizes you to be able to do, you know, I'll say more, but do it better, right? Or do it longer or right. whatever it might be. So yeah. I agree with you. Anytime I cue, I'm, I love it. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, and they're relying on you. These guys showed up in the early morning hours. They crawled out of their fart sacks at an ungodly hour to come out in the dark with headlamps on and stuff like that to to get a beat down. And you're the one they're relying on. You know, leave like, no doubt, right? There should be no doubt in the packs that I want to follow this guy. That's right, leading exactly. Us today, right? It should be like, do I really want to follow this guy? Like yeah. he's not very energized about doing this workout. Exactly. So. You got it. So you know, that's like like coaching. When I coached the soccer teams, I, I I wrote a book that I've never gotten published, but. Um, one of the things I say in there is you got it. You've got to bring the energy yeah. as the leader, as the coach, as the cue, whatever. Mm-hmm. You got to bring the energy. You got to be positive. You're like, this is awesome. We're going to do this today. You know, whatever. You got to be. You can't be like, ah, oh, hey guys. Oh wow, it's cold out. Yeah, I know. Oh man, Let, yeah. let's go for a mosey. You know that. <laughs> who wants to follow that guy? Right. Uh, yeah, there won't be too many showing up after that. No. Yeah, your en- energy is contagious. You know, and it goes both ways. You're positive and you're negative. Right. If you come in and you're just that's and that's exactly why um, you know Mad Dog was the the young guy's uh, name that I went and talked to him because I was very concerned that he potentially had the opportunity to you know get guys going in the wrong direction and not on purpose not like he was doing it it wasn't intentional on his end but I was concerned that that may end up going down that route and so you want to nip those type of things in the bud and as a leader you want to make sure your your uh, head's on a swivel and you're looking for those. Yeah, it must have been really hard for him at 17 years old to then be made leader of the platoon, leading guys that are in their 50s and 40s and 30s or whatever. That must have been tough. Hold on. You said Mad Dog. What's Do you know the name of the or the story of the name? Oh, so he's, yeah. So he, he actually showed morning, up right? for the King Builder that morning. His brother is Boone's Farm. Oh, and so I got it. Okay. We were I coming figured, up with his name. Yeah, and, and I, Mad okay. Dog came out. Yep, that's, and, what, that's right. And he doesn't know what Mad Dog from. is. I don't get it. He's, you don't know what Mad Dog Dude, it was like the cheapest alcohol you oh, could buy well, what's like Boone's when you go Farm? to the beach. Well, that was that was technically that was a wine. Oh, I didn't know about Boone's Mad Dog. Mad, I Mad bought, Dog was listen, like I bought a liquor bottles, I bought, right? With I bought all a kinds bottle of all Mad kinds Dog. of different flavors. Yeah, Orange <laughs> Jubilee was. I used. I I got a bottle of Mad Dog every New Year's Eve. Yeah, that was my thing. That's the only time I ever bought it because the stuff's terrible. Yeah, but yeah, MD twenty twenty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you get the grape, the Orange Jubilee. You got I, it. I know, man. I know yeah. about that. All right. Yeah. The candy apple or something like that. Uh, yeah. One. Yep. Ugh, I didn't know about Boone's Farm though. I didn't know about that. That's, that's why I missed yeah. the reference. All right. So did anybody cry? Any guys crying out there? <laughs> anybody cry? Yeah. yeah? I knew yeah. it. That yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Listen, if I do a G- if I ever do GTE, I'm not crying. Okay. I'm not doing it. Well, you will cry. How do I say this? The crying was not because, oh my goodness, I've got this, you know, 120 pound sandbag on top of my, that, not that kind of crying. The kind of crying where guys were sharing some stuff where we were being vulnerable. Um, there was, I mean, I came to tears, uh, French press, um, you know, was sharing some stuff and he was crying and I was crying and we did a, a WOD, um, a heroes W, uh, WOD on the, um, uh, on the uh, boardwalk and it was where we were recognizing, uh, fallen, uh, frogmen, uh, you know, Navy guys. And they were, had shared a story and we were doing this exercise to, uh, to remember them. And as we're doing it, I mean, I was, I was just thinking about how, you know, there are men and women who've, who've given their lives for our country and for our freedom. And, and, you know, granted I've been up for a really long time and I'm really tired and, you know, maybe that makes me maybe a little bit more emotional, but, you know, there's definitely some times where I was, I was getting choked up. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's definitely, you know, real men can cry. That's okay. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not saying anything um, wrong with it. I'm just saying I'm not doing it. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm not coming to tears. He's going to be the first one balling his eye out. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, love you guys. I, when you do yours, when you do right. yours, please make sure I am I definitely know doing it with you now because I can't wait to see you cry. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'll be a cadre by then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You darn uh, well. I'll cry. No, oh, I know you will. You dial up so softy. Yeah, he'll cry. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it, there is definitely some moments, and and gosh, man, I mean, it, it is truly a really unique experience, and it's hard to put into words. Actually, I'll share it with you guys. I I wrote a poem uh, on the drive back um, on Sunday. Um, I used Siri while I was driving, and. I had some stuff coming in my head and I wrote a poem um, and I shared it with the guys from uh, GT 32 on our Slack channel. And uh, uh, it, 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 I, it was a really moving experience for me. And it just, those words came to me and I put, you know, put it, I said pen to paper and, and then uh, I shared it with them. So I'll share it with you guys. And, um, but uh, it was, like I said, it was really, really great experience. And I cannot highly um, say high, high enough things about, you know, the ability to take on a challenging controlled chaos opportunity like that to do mm-hmm. something and challenge yourself. Are you going to read it for us? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. I, all right. Okay. Give me one second. We're going to hear her first. Got to pull it up. The Uno original. I'll give you my poem first. There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait. I don't remember the rest of the words for that. <laughs> all right. You guys ready? Yes. Go. All right. Here we go. Uh, the poem is when I am. When the night presses on and the dawn seems so far away, shoulders burn, feet throb, and you long for the sweet break of day. When your mind is hazy and your thoughts seem unclear, when failing looms as your most secret and darkest fear, when your body aches and lies to your mind, no more, I can't go another step. These are the moments when the truth becomes self-evident. When I realize I'm not as strong as I thought I was, but my brothers are there. I am. When I realize I'm not as quick as I thought I was, but my brothers are there. I am. When I realize I'm not as positive as I thought I was, but my brothers are there. I am. When I realize I'm not as loving as I thought I was, but my brothers are there. I am. When I realize I'm not as strong of a leader as I thought I was, but my brothers are there. I am. But dear listener, when I utter the words, I am, it is not to myself that I refer, but rather, and most humbly, acknowledge the name of my creator. Through every difficult step that passes in the cold midnight air, the truth remains the same, that he is always there. Through triumphs and defeats, both highs and lows alike, he is forging bonds between men, strengthening them for the fight. For this, in this world, it is the flux that we share each and every day. And in our love for each other and him, God builds his warriors a different way. Wow. That's my ball. Is, yes. is that a tear in your eye, d Huh? Is that a tear in your eye? No, <laughs> I don't cry. <laughs> that was really good. That's good, man. Wow. You're a man of many talents, dude. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, well, that was really good. You should... That, that should go on the F3 Nation website. I'm saying it I now. That, I don't know who's, who makes those decisions. Put it out there <laughs> on the website. We know some of those guys. We know some of those guys. <laughs> All right, I'm putting a plug in. Uno, well, the like Poet said, Laureate. I, 
there was there was no I mean it was just one of those things I started started driving back and I was super tired and body ached and I was just trying to process I mean it was a you know seven hour drive back and it was a definite pro- time to process and you know normally I listen to podcasts and things like that but I just I was just quiet for a really long time yeah you know for I would say about an hour or so driving I was just quiet and letting letting it all sink in and soak in and and those just words just started coming to me and I was like all right Siri you're gonna do a job right now so started putting it out there and when I got back here I slept the you know that night and then got back up and tweaked it a little like I said a little bit but it you know it's pretty much just that's what came out from from that experience and when I read those lines and some of those things I'm just thinking about the moments where you know when I realize I'm not as strong as a leader as I thought I was yeah. I'm just thinking about the times where I messed up you know where I didn't do something right when I didn't I, I missed an opportunity and I'm just like man I thought I was a pretty good leader and but I'm I got I got opportunities for growth I can get better so um but, and, and, and I, I think the, again, it comes back to my faith, you know, I am in those lines where it's like, my brothers are there. That's, that's absolutely a hundred percent true, but behind it all, in between it all, you know, God's there as a, as a, as a, a joining factor in building me up so that I can be there for my brothers because, you know, we're never meant to go through this life alone. Yeah. And, you know, if we have, we have each other and we have God, I mean, there's absolutely nothing that we can't accomplish. All right. Amen, brother. Yeah, that's well said. Um, do you have any more questions for Uno about his GTE experience? No. I don't want him to give away all the uh, ingredients to the secret sauce. Yeah, so you got uh, <laughs> you had a mountaintop experience, so to speak. Um, the key is to remember that when you're in the valley, right? Because we're all going to hit the valley and then the mountain. Hopefully we can go find a mountaintop. Uh, that's, that's the key. I mean, like even in our, in our Christian faith, uh, there are times when you have mountaintop experiences and then, you know, but most of the time we're not on the mountaintop. And, and for those who don't know that reference is when Jesus took Peter, John and James up on the mountaintop and, uh, Moses and Elijah appeared and they, he, the, the, both of them and Jesus were seen in their glory and, uh, and then God, God the Father spoke, and uh, Peter, James, and John heard the Father say, this is my son who I'm well pleased, listen to him, or whatever. And then they come down from the mountaintop. So that w- that's where that reference comes from, the mountaintop experience. But then you get to back, you had to get to leave the mountaintop, go back down with all the res- rest of the dregs of society and peasants and people who, you know, we love them all, and, you know, and, and you're trying to transmit that love and share the gospel. But, uh, but you yeah, know, people are people. And you're gonna have highs and lows. Uh, yep. Well, just like Moses, when he came down from spending time with God, he was beaming. He literally had to right. cover himself with a veil. <clears throat> you know, this poem is a is a beam, right? It's like where I was beaming and and, and experiencing that that uh, mountaintop experience, and this is a, a way for me to capture that. But uh, but to your to your case in point is that if you don't have a shield lock, you know the mountaintops and the and the valleys of life are are on one end not as meaningful because you don't share them but also too is they're even you know the valleys are tougher to get through right right? and and um and so if 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 a man out there is hearing this and they do not have a shield lock um that was probably one of the biggest you know takeaways for me is that i i need to do that and and i would 
absolutely love to have you guys as part of my shield lock, but you know, there's, there's, there's proximity that right. is, is yeah. lacking. Right. So we yeah. can't, so it doesn't fit the mold. And I had that when I was in Cape fear, but I didn't, I don't have that now. And so I had to be very diligent about it. Um, and that's why I went and, and talked to this guy this morning and was like, Hey, I, 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 I need a man who's walking similarly in life with me. Right. Hey, we've got kids that are same age or, you know, about the same age. We're experiencing some of the same stuff and it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, verbatim exactly the same, but, um, but it definitely needs to be within the same, you know, cut, you know, same cloth line, but finding some, some, you know, two or three or, you know, maybe four other men who you can identify and say, I need you to be able to hold me accountable. And that, you know, that when, you know, it hits the fan, you got somebody who can absolutely without a doubt show up for you. And, um, and, and not only be there for you, but then also to even on the mountaintops, be able to share that, that experience and, and be able to help you grow and become a better, a better man for not only yourself, but you know, for your, for your M for your 2.0s, your shorties, you know, your, yeah. your fellow F3 brothers in your community, all that. So um, if, if, if there is anything I can say is that if you're not in one, do not hesitate, start today, find a man, have a conversation, pick up the phone, call, start that. So you can have that because you will absolutely need it. Yeah. Good, good. Well, well said, my friend. Um, just to change topics here a little bit, I know you're, you're on a new, a new venture here and for your mammon. So tell people what you're doing. Oh uh, yeah. So obviously from my previous experiences and things that I've done, uh, I am a, I've, I'm now certified, uh, NLP, but a, uh, a, a personal development life coach. Um, and so my objective is to help, uh, individuals become 1% better to, to become the best version of themselves. Um, my, my, I'll say my upbringing, but my thought process and, and what I've seen through experiences is that, and it's, it seems it's, it holds very close to the, uh, fitness fellowship and faith portion, but it's mind, body, and spirit, um, that you have to live a balanced life between your, um, what you are, um, what you're doing with all three of those aspects of your life. And a lot of people, unfortunately do not, uh, actively and intentionally cultivate those, those three areas. Um, and then there's so much that goes into how do you do that? Right. And so, um, one of the greatest things, and again, we, we, we exist, um, or ex experience this through the things that we do, but it's all about habits, right? It's about doing things can in a consecutive manner. It's easier to continue doing something than it is to start again. Right. So even if you can find what I call, uh, micro commitments, finding those micro commitments, do each and every day that'll help you grow your mind, your body, and your spirit. Um, then if you can find those and you can you know, hold yourself accountable for those. And if you can find someone to help you do that as well, that's even better. But, um, and that's where I can, I help people to do that, to, um, find those so that they can uh, fulfill, um, their ultimate life purpose. Um, and so I, I work on both sides of the spectrum of uh, men and women. Um, it's not, uh, not, not just guys, but, uh, but the idea is that, um, if we can actively look to become 1% better each and every day, um, then we can uh, put our best foot forward in impacting those around us. And um, that, that benefits everybody from that aspect. So, nice. so yeah, so that's uh, that. And then I do t-shirts, right? I do, yeah. do all kinds of other little things like that, but, uh, but that's, that's, that's something I've been very passionate about. And, um, and I definitely like um, to be able to work with others and, um, find ways for them to, um, to reignite their spark in their life and, and to unlock their, 
their real potentials that, that they know that, that exist. But sometimes, unfortunately, through the course of life, they just, uh, they, they get into the, well, I, I, I gotta go to college. I gotta get a job. I gotta get married. I gotta have kids. I gotta get, and then they get to the part where, where, where again, they're sad clowns, right? But, um, they get to a part where they forget, you know, what they're really here for and what they can do for, um, you know, within their lives and, and achieve their goals that they're passionate about. So yeah, just help them along those lines and, and do those type of things. Yeah. You want to tell us that like, what's, what's the name of your, your company? How do they, how do people get involved? Give us some contact yeah. info. Yeah. It, it's accelerate life now. So if you go to accelerate life uh, and, uh, or you can go to lucasjwalker.com as well. Um, and uh, there's, there's opportunities for, <clears throat> for individuals to, um, take different courses. Um, I'm just adding to those all the time. Um, and the courses are, um, again, centered around your mind, your body and your spirit. Um, and so those are things that they can do. And, um, and then I offer, you know, coaching. So that's, you know, one-on-one where we'll sit and, and we'll identify apex goals that you have for yourself and how you can reach those. And, um, you know, again, it's the sounding board of, of having somebody else to be able to, you know, look at something, maybe some outside the box and be able to help them, uh, figure out what their next plan of attack is. And, um, you know, we use some different techniques and stuff like that, but yeah, that's available out there for, for anybody. Or if someone's not in F3, um, you know, and they, they feel like, Hey, this would be something that, uh, that would improve, uh, you know, their leadership ability. If they can lead themselves, um, that gives them a better chance to lead others. Um, we got to start with ourselves before we can really effectively lead other people. But, um, that's definitely available for, for anybody who'd be interested. Very nice. Very cool. Cool. People should take advantage of that. Um, a lot of people out there need it. Uh, and you've heard what, heard what this guy's all about throughout this whole story, right? His whole story. So uh, I think uh, if you're not impressed, you're crazy. So um, take advantage of that. Uh, and as far as T-shirts are concerned, Uno made the T-shirts for our team for the Tussie 50 race. Our team name is The Effers. <laughs> If you listen to if the you podcast, don't know what that is, you got to listen to a previous podcast. Yeah, previous podcast. We had our Amazon. One of them calls us the Effers. So we are the Effers. <laughs> Who's that? Is that again? Is that uh, G Race? Yeah. G Race was. G Race. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Calling yeah. us the Effers. So we are the Effers, and we're going to rock that mountain out there She's near State College. And so proud. Mountain. She's yeah. so proud. Very proud of that. Oh, yeah. man. You guys, you guys are going to, I think you may be uh, uh, rethinking the fact that let me on your team because I'm going to be loud and proud the entire time and, <laughs> right, man. and hollering at you guys. And you'll be like, maybe you guys are like, can you take your shirt off? Can you just wear that around? Other people? <laughs> what leg are you running? It's five. Right? I don't know. You mixed them up. They, I think where, he's got what, five. Did, Number five. Sure you got five. Five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'll be, just, we'll hey, be listening. You just tell me when to run coach. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be listening while you're running for a wee boy. A wee boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows out there? All right, cool, my yeah, man. I think, uh, you, I think you got a pretty good climb, if I remember correctly. Climbing the mountain. Climbing the mountain. I'm mostly downhill. Through. I excel in the downhill. You should see. You should see how fast I run the downhill. I almost catch Speely. I don't know. Uno's got leg eight. Number leg eight. eight. All leg right. eight. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. You could have said seven. I'd be like sweet. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. All right, I got a couple more questions for you. One is, uh, and you listen to podcasts, you know I've been asking this one, and I think I know the answer, yep. but uh, if you were to think of somebody in the past, whoever, doesn't matter, long dead, alive, that you would think of as your hero, your inspiration, or whatever that you look up to, who would it be? Well, I will absolutely have to say my dad. Yeah, I have um, a feeling, yep. 
It's, it's without, without question. I mean, I've got uh, several individuals uh, that I can think of famous, like Abraham Lincoln really, really like him and the character that he, that he exuded um, through difficult times. But um, from a personal standpoint, uh, my dad was definitely, you know, I, my, my 2.0, my firstborn son, his name is James Dean Walker. It's JD. And um, because my dad went by JD. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, my dad was um, just a guy who everyone liked to be around. Um, he was not loud like me. Um, he was the, the quiet, not quiet, but he was the firm, uh, you know, type that was just, just solid. I mean, just ever and ever anywhere I went, anytime I was growing up and I, you know, you know, I'm Lucas Walker, then my, my brother and my, be like, Oh, you're JD son. And I just, that, and, and I don't, that really hit me when he passed was just your JD son. And it, and it gives me, you know, it just makes me kind of emotional right now. But mm -hmm. the fact that like he was such a, such an upstanding high impact man that did just think, and he wasn't perfect by any means, but, but he did stuff with such intentionality and such love um, that he just impacted people in such a positive way through the way he lived and what he did and how he conducted himself. Um, that, um, he, he's definitely left a, a really big impact on my life. So, um, definitely, definitely my dad. Yeah. Well said. And I think, uh, you know, it's a shame more people don't say their dad, right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's really well said, man. Uh, all right. The last question. I'm sure you've been preparing for this one. This is your chance to speak to the men of America. What's your message for the men of America? Do not let fear hold you back. Um, be intentional with your words. Be intentional with your actions and your deeds. Love whomever comes within your arm reach of you. And look at how you can add value to their life. Um, if you are able to walk with intentionality, love men, women, whoever it might be that comes in your life, and look how you can positively impact them and add value to their life. Not only will you make them better, but you will exponentially become better as well. Um, and don't let the fear, whatever that fear might be, fear of criticism or judgment or failure or whatever it might be, hold you back from taking that opportunity because you were specifically made by God for a reason to do something here on this planet and nobody else, absolutely nobody else has your DNA as your experience, as your whatever it is that makes you, you, no one else has that. And he made you for a reason to do something. And if you hold back and refrain from taking that opportunity to positively impact somebody else, you are sh shorting yourself and the purpose that God put you on this, on this earth for. So don't, don't let that happen and, and, and walk with intentionality. Wow. Nice. You know, I forget how many times that it said it's said in the Bible, but it's like one of the most repeated passages in the Bible, which is "fear not." Yeah, uh, and uh, I think three hundred and sixty-five times it said, "Do not you, fear." There you go. That many on days for each day of the year. Yep, yep, you're right. Very cool. Rocking the Bible knowledge too. So what we got here is a a poet laureate, cross dressing, shovel flag planting, t shirt making, expert memeing, leadership giffying, training, leadership training, self motivated, GTE patching, high and patching. tight wearing, dude, high impact man. He's a high impact man. Yeah. All right. 
Hey, brother, great talking to you. See Absolutely. you in uh, four days in the, uh, you know, on in the mountain. Yeah. We're going to have some fun. I forgot, I forgot to mention. Gonna, well, if you're not ready for fun, I'm going to bring you along with it. So. Yeah, all right. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to have big jars of Vaseline and big baby wipes. And <laughs> hey, maybe I'll find that dress and wear that. Oh, boy. No, I won't. No, I'm not going to do no, that. Come no, on. No, Come yeah. on. Hey, guys yeah, in a van, what can go wrong? Maybe I'll right? get the wig. What can go wrong? Maybe I'll get the wig. Maybe I'll find the wig. Bring the wig up. Oh, I should get a Chad oh, Powers oh, oh. wig. Chad Powers. I should get a Chad Powers Big wig. Big fast run fast. Big fast run fast. He's going to be in Happy Valley. I know. You're, you're going to wig out. I should wig out. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, brother. It was great talking uh, to you. I love you, you guys. Love see you, man. Too, man. God bless you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.